Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This week's episode of Dad Hard with the podcast is brought to you by our sponsor, Bright. The number one LED teeth whitening technology out there. Get whiter teeth in just 10 minutes of use and use the coupon code DADHARD to get 25% off your purchase. Jump on to brightensmile.com. That's B-R-Y-T-N smile.com and get a whiter smile today. This week's episode of Dad Hard with a Podcast is also brought to you by Bounce House. That is not a blow-up Bounce House company. No, it is Bounce.House, the all-in-one go-to spot for everything single-person service businesses. So are you a personal trainer, yoga instructor, contractor, independent consultant, whatever it is, Bounce.House gives you all of the tools in one digital interface for you to be able to manage your scheduling, your books, your calendar, the services that you offer, a website, social media marketing, anything you need as a single person service business, Bounce.House has you covered. So go to Bounce.House today and set yourself up for success. Hey. You got him with this one, dog. It's so soulful. Let's take him back. Come on. Hey, remember back in the block in the summertime when the sidewalk got so boiling hot that the heat from the street almost melts your flip flops or burn through your new shoes and leave you with holes in your socks. A city slick as there was no water in spots. What so Welcome, 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 all my do-gatters, future fathers, potential parents, and everyone else tuning in. This is Dad Hard with a podcast, and as always, I am your host, Mo Green, and I am just a dad that's talking to other dads, trying to help us all be better dads. And this week is no different. As a matter of fact, this week is extremely special because not only is it the last episode of Dad Hard with a podcast for the year 2020 and what a year 2020 was, but to end the year on the best note possible, we are going full guest segment with my guest this week, who in my opinion, and in the opinion of many, might be the innovator of dad brands, dad content, uh, definitely one of the first guys that started this dad-centric movement to inspire dads to be more involved. I am super excited to have this guest. I actually had his partner in crime, uh, or one of his partners in crime, on a few months ago uh, with with, uh, Frank Meyer, but this time I'm bringing in the actual real-life diaper dude himself, uh, co-writer of From Dude to Dad, and Diaper Dude, and founder of the dad accessory brand, Diaper Dude. It is my honor to welcome to the podcast, Mr. Chris Pagula. How are you, man? 
Wow, that was an amazing introduction. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. You know what I mean? I, I gotta, gotta have do... my wife listen to that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that, see, that's why I do these really robust introductions so that you can p- pitch it off to your partner and be like, "Listen, Love I'm it. kind of a big deal over here. Look at this, you know, you see this introduction here." Uh, but how Actually, you... I should let my kids listen to it then. <laughs> that's even better. You know what I mean? Yeah. A dual a dual threat over here. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, but how are things going for you, man? How how are things out in uh, in Santa Monica way? Everything is great, you know, uh, despite the uh, crazy times we're all living in during this pandemic in 2020. So, you know, you got to do what you can do. We're all hunkered down at home with the family. I didn't think at this point in my life having, you know, a 21-year-old, 19-year-old and 16-year-old that I'd be, you know, living at home with everyone. Whereas we were on the verge of empty nest syndrome and then everybody got sent back home. Wow. <laughs> Crazy. How yeah. how was that tra- how was that transition, especially having more like adult kids? I always Oh yeah. I always think about I when in regards to the pandemic and everybody being at home locked down with each other and kids, I always like immediately just think about like the four the parents of four, five, six year olds and stuff like that. What's it been like having like basically full grown kids? You know what? It's I got to say, I thought my house was big enough. But when you have five adults, you know, because we're all adults now living in the home, it's it's not that big. Yeah. And it's crazy because I don't know which one's worse, like having younger children that you're constantly running after picking up or right. older children that you're still constantly running <laughs> after picking up because you're more frustrated that they're not doing the stuff they should be doing. You know, And, and they're also like, consuming uh, a lot more. So you're probably running to the grocery yeah. store a lot more. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you know, I got to say though, it's it, as as uh, overwhelming as it is, it's really a blessing in disguise. Mm-hmm. At least for me and my wife, in the terms of like making sure our kids are really prepared going out into the world. I mean, we felt like they were when you know they originally started to go to college and then had to be sent back because of this pandemic. Right. But it's like getting one last time to really go over stuff together, you know, through this crazy time and, and and get to the point of what really matters in life and what their vision is about treating other people and, and all those great things. You know, it's, it's like one last time to really inspire and, and, and to have a lasting effect on them, if you will. Yeah, I think that, I think that's actually it's actually a really good point. And I like I like that you're thinking about it that way. I can imagine that almost it's almost like taking like that year off from college in between like college and then going into the real world. Like now that they're home, they have that like one last like, okay, let me get my shit straight. Even though not all of them are necessarily done with college yet, or even the 16 year old, I assume is not even in college yet. Right? No, not yet, but he should be. Cause he's like, you know, the one that's more advanced than all of them, I think. <laughs> but, but I think, I feel like that's, that's going to be great for them. They get that one that like, time to like just like get their shit together in between having to go from school into the real world uh which not everyone all of us are lucky enough to get you know what i mean oh yeah no they're they're definitely ready to go off into the real world after being stuck (laughs) at home for a year with their parents (laughs) so how how is that if they've just been back ever since this thing started so i guess since march you know what i mean so what is that almost 10 months now they've just been back all the whole time yeah you know it well you know it's interesting because my daughter uh, went to she she's this is her first year in college okay. she's in um, Nashville and um, we she went off to Nashville even though we weren't sure about school if it was going to be open or not yeah. she decided to go with a bunch of friends and get an Airbnb and sort of like do school from home and she was really excited about that and we were nervous because obviously we were very not obviously but we were very um uh what's the word cautious in yeah. the beginning of this pandemic sure, you know and, and my wife has an autoimmune um, disorder. So we wanted to make sure that nobody would get sick. So we were hesitant on letting her go, but we decided, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll let her have this experience. It turned out after like three weeks, she ended up coming home because none of the friends were being, um, cautious about COVID, you know, they were out line dancing, doing all this stuff. So we were just like, Whoa. So she ended up coming back home and, um, thankfully, you know, getting another chance to really, uh, help them to be navigate this time and to be smart and to be safe, you know, sure. to give them the tools to, to make sure that they can survive out into the world. So we were happy that she came home, but it was scary. Yeah. You know, it's overwhelming. So um, it's a funky time as a parent. No, for sure. And especially sending them out, like, just like you said, especially sending them out into mm. the world in the midst of this mess that's going on and like you don't know who they're hanging out with what they're doing yeah no it's it's crazy it's probably one of the hardest times i would say 
as a parent during yeah. this time to figure out what's the right choice, sure. you know, because you want to give your kid as much as possible, but you also don't want to put them out. It's like kind of sending them off to war, if you will, you yeah, know, because sure. there's this crazy thing going, you don't know what's going to happen. Right. Um, and it was trippy for me as a parent, because in the beginning, once lockdown hit, we were so cautious, like, you know, mask, gloves, everything. Mm-hmm. And then I actually went to pick up my daughter um, to bring her home because she had all of her stuff, hadn't moved into her dorm. So I had to break our quarantine after three months. And I was tripped out because I'm like, whoa, I got to go on a plane. I got to interact with people. I got to stay in a hotel. Yeah. I got to, you know, all like I was freaked out. Yeah. Um, and then I had to sit. I had to go in quarantine. We have um, yeah, like our garage and a little sort of guest house mm-hmm. outside behind our house. So I had a quarantine for two weeks with my daughter in that room um, before we can come back into you know, with interact with our family. And it was just crazy. It's like that movie outbreak, you know, when you, when you quarantined and came back, you just, did you just lock yourself in that garage? Like no contact with them, yeah. no seeing anything, just yeah. you by yourself. That must've been trippy also. Yeah, it was, it was. Cause it's like, I can see my family my wife would come back and like give us food yeah. and whatnot, you know, and, and both me and my daughter in like one small room. Oh, I guess you, you know, were with we were... her also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at yeah, least it's yeah, at least yeah. some company. It wasn't just you. Two yeah, yeah, no, it wasn't just me. Castaway so, style, you know what I mean? Daddy-daughter bonding time, whatnot, nice. you know, so it was cool, but still crazy times. Yeah, man. Really, really, really crazy times. Almost as crazy as the start of parenthood. And speaking well, of... Well, it is because you don't know. It's just like parenting. You can try to prepare yourself as much as possible and there's nothing like living through the experience. Absolutely. That's where you learn your Absolutely. best and that's just like now. We're learning how to navigate through this time and we'll know for the future and my kids will know now if, you know, they become parents down the line. Yeah. So now, so does that mean that you are now prepping for your next book, The Diaper Dude in a Pandemic? <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> how to how to navigate a pandemic as a parent? Like what do you know? Oh my god. <laughs> a lot of alcohol. <laughs> Dude, tell me about Anything it. Anything you can find to get right. you through it. <laughs> exactly. Um but speaking of the book, you started the first book like just around the time of your first kid, right? Well, actually, the, so I started the company, um, you know, back 20 years ago when my gotcha. uh, wife was pregnant with our first child. And interestingly enough, I don't know, your listeners may have heard the story if they've heard anything about the brand before, but I always credit my wife to the start of the brand because when she was pregnant with our first, she came home, you know, at five months pregnant with um, a, a dozen flowery diaper bags because she went to this party, <laughs> you know, someone that made diaper bags. And she was so excited. It was her first big purchase. And they were all like leopard print and, and flowers and stripes and whatnot. God, I feel like, like you're telling these- me about my own closet right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but she was like, you know, look at all these great bags. I was like, where's mine? She's like, take your pick. And I'm like, there's no way in hell I'm going to be carrying one of those, right. you know? And that pretty much inspired the concept. And it, and it really just sort of snowballed from there. I I had no background in design or manufacturing or anything like that. I was an actor. I went to NYU and that's what I thought my future would be. And I just sort of started um, the concept on the side and, and built a bag that ended up taking off and, and started a whole quote unquote, I guess, movement, if you will, or at least that's what I hope it became. Cause I, I wanted to inspire dads to feel like they can be a part of this process because the one thing, I felt when my wife was pregnant, as much as I was like excited and connected as much as possible to her and the experience, you're left off to the side because she's, you know, growing this baby inside of her, having all these changes going on. And you're left saying, wait, my role I know is to support, but like to be an actual dad, once the baby comes, how do you prepare? Right. You know, it's like that, that anticipating and that waiting can be overwhelming. So I just wanted to have something to feel connected before the baby came. And that was kind of what the diaper bag became. That's interesting. That's that's interesting that you did it as a as a kind of a connection to that point and a way to kind of be involved because I agree with you and I talk to I talk to dads to be all the time and they're they always ask me right I, I guess I, I I the biggest expert they know having a podcast about this stuff where right. I'm really just trying to learn what the hell I'm doing but they ask me all the time they're like you know what can I how can I stay connected what can I do during the pregnancy process and to, to really help and how can I prepare and so like it's a thing it's, it's even 20 years later now right that's still a thing that we go through it right right like, you know we're well, not going but, through but, but it. I think we've come a long way you know I and agree, I have to say like, even when I was born um you know my dad 
he was very successful as a businessman, but he was also very involved and he loved family. And I think that's where I got my inspiration from, because as successful as he was, it's not like he I mean, he definitely when when we were sick, I remember there was one time when all of my siblings and I got the chicken pox together. Yeah. And um, we were up at like two in the morning, itching, scratching. And he was there putting calamine lotion on. He was always like I never felt like he was absent. Yeah. And that strong presence in my life made me feel like that was natural. And it's just what I wanted to carry on in my parenting experience. And it just so happened that the bag came as an idea to help share and grow and bring a community together. And and I think that today there's so many more men involved. It's awesome. And it's mostly also because women are going back to work or have gone back to work and um, are very successful um, in their careers. So it yeah. gives us the opportunity to switch roles. Yeah, there's definitely, and, and I actually like that. And I, and I can, I, I speak to that heavily because for a lot of the first, actually the entire first year, basically that my daughter was alive, I was the primary caretaker at home with the, with the baby while my wife was back at, back at work. You know what I mean? Um, and you just see a lot more guys doing that now because there are a lot of guys that are so much more inspired to want to be a part of the process. So like, even though we still can't really be a part of that pregnancy process and we're still kind of on the outside looking in, at least there's more of a want and a desire uh, and a motivation for dads, which I feel like it is because of guys like you that, that have this foresight or this desire pre emptively I guess before the move that that started this evolution and movement which is pretty awesome that you kind of at the forefront of that do you ever think that you were like one of the guys at the forefront of of of, of this and we should all attribute our desires to be better dads to you oh wow wow whoa that's like you know that that's really kind to say <laughs> but oh, you know it is I, guys I like you it. started that type of that started that movement because it wasn't really there before right. you know well, I, I mean, I do, I do feel um, proud of the fact that I think we created a category, say, in the retail market that didn't yeah, exist sure. before. You know, diaper bags for dads. So, you know, that's it's kind of cool. Um, I, 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 wow, I, I don't even know how to like, to answer <laughs> that. I, I, <laughs> I, uh, I think it's cool. I do want to. I, I do feel passionate about wanting um, as many dads to get involved because it's so rewarding and there's so much that you can miss out in life um in you know in the parenting process and you know just to go against those old stereotypes of what it means to be a guy and that whole concept of toxic masculinity because you know it's not only about how you interact with your partner but obviously you're going to be an example to your kid Mm -hmm. um as you know your kid is growing up so what kind of what kind of guy do you want if you have a boy? What mm-hmm. kind of guy do you want your kid to 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 grow up to be? Right. You know, and it's kind of like we have a choice, you yeah. know, in life. If you want a happy life, you want a prosperous life, you want a healthy life, you know, you can make all those choices. So, you know, putting it out there into the universe to be like the best dad you can be and to make, you know, the, the putting the best out there for everyone is just something that I feel is a passion of mine. Yeah. And I wanted to share it with other guys, yeah. you know, and to inspire them. And I, and I did that. And, and beyond beyond the, 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 the diaper bag brand, you actually then went one step further in passing along that desire and pushing forth that movement because you actually put out two uh, different kinds of guidebooks specifically for dads, which also is not something that is that readily available. Uh, yeah. It actually is one of the it actually is one of the two books that I got, like looked into when I was prepping to be a dad. Uh, I thought it was I thought it was it was cool. It was a good concept from dude to dad. Like this sounds this sounds like it's gonna be great. You know. So uh, um, where did that come from? How did you get inspired to to do that? Take that next step to actually actively go about helping dads to be better dads or want to be more involved, et cetera. Well, it's crazy. Well, you talk about yourself want, you know, getting inspired by it. Right. So it's kind of like the natural progression. You can understand because you you're, you're doing these podcasts and you're an active dad and it's just kind of like, you're passionate about it. And for me, I felt like, um, I always liked to write, not like I necessarily think of myself as like an amazing writer, Mm but I wanted to sort of, put down all the experiences I've had. And I, I, I had this idea for a book for 10 years before I actually, really? Oh yeah. Before it actually was until I got a, a book deal. Yeah. Um, and I think that 
um, it was attributed to the fact that I had a brand that became successful and and um, made a dent in, you know, we had a lot of great press in the beginning um, for our product. But um, taking it to the book uh, route is that there weren't many books out there. And I wanted to create a book that men could read quickly, mm-hmm. easily, and not necessarily, like there's so many books out there to tell uh, women what's going on with their bodies and to help yep. navigate that. Yep. So I felt like that part was covered. I wanted to sort of do more of an emotional sort of like, you don't have to lose your identity. You could still be, you know, who you are as a guy, but just think about the way you, you know, are interacting with your partner, communication and all those things. Um, it's a little more emotionally based, sure. but it's kind of like, I think that that's what's important because we're trying to figure out where the hell do we Get fall in. into the picture right 100%. now. Hundred percent, and and I think I think coming at it from the emotional, more emotional standpoint is also what's needed. Like not even right. the, the, the cerebral and emotional standpoint, right? Is because there there are also plenty of books that can tell you all of the medical stuff. Like this is right, what you, how right. to change a diaper, or this is what you should expect your you know your child's poop to look like black tar for the first <laughs> like three days that they're born. So don't freak out that it's an alien. You know, like there's all that type of stuff. Now they don't tell you not to freak out that it's not an alien but like they there's all this like medical backing to that right and and this more technical stuff but i i love i love that you said that uh and taking it from the emotional side because that is not what's covered in in the whole thing it's either from from what i you know i'm a year and a half removed from be or i guess i'm like call it two years removed from being an expecting dad right my daughter's about to be 18 months or 17 months and um uh, that was my biggest thing is like I had such a hard time finding pieces of dad content that were not one of one of three things is what I found that were the norm. It was either extremely religious based like you know you find a lot of like catholic and christian motivational dads like let's put our faith in god and be you know and that's all fine and good you know that's good not not anybody for that side but it's not not your cup of tea it's not your exactly it's not not me you know but there's that there is the extremely overly technical side like the guys or the guides that wanted to be like a mom guide but just for dad you know but but aim it towards dads but still have that type of a undertone under it technically this is what's happening to your wife's body this is you know or the third thing was just completely nonchalant about everything and just trying to be like way over the top dad funny like (laughs) yeah your wife's gonna be talking shit to you like just go with it like there's nothing you can do bro you know what I mean? And and none of those were really they're not really they weren't helpful for me. You know what I mean? Right. And then and then I found I found your your book and then there was another book called Be Prepared um that I like. Yeah, a lot. yeah, yeah, you know that. I don't book, know if you're right. familiar with it. Gary Greenberg I think is the author there. Author mm-hmm. there. You know, uh, and those two actually like w- made sense. It, it it made it actually created a connection to the process, which I guess was your ultimate goal. Anyway, you know, it really, because it was a little bit more cerebral, was more from an emotional standpoint than just this, like, technical side, you know what I mean? And not just over the top, just trying to be funny, to be related, you know? I I, I think, too, it, it, it it actually speaks to you, the individual, as opposed yes. to speaking to what your partner is going through. Right. You know, it's yes. just like, so what are you doing now? That's right. kind of like the intention to give you the tools, the no, guy, for sure. the dad. For sure. Yeah. And that's great. Uh, like, and, 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 and it, that, that's really the direction that I, that I think a lot of dads are looking for in this right. content. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, it's what I, what I try to do with, with the podcast is very much molded by the same kind of, take that you took on the book is how I'm trying to mold this whole thing, you know? Um, sure. And it's fantastic. So let me, let me ask you this. I'm sure that you have a did now that you have a dad book or you now that you, once you put out the dad books, do you, did you just get constantly hit up by your friends that were now starting to have kids, like trying to get you to tell them what to do? <laughs> well, you know, I think that actually it was before the book because I was the first out of our friend, okay. my friends to have it, to be a dad. So it was my wife and I, who I think were the sort of, uh, leaders, if you will, or, or, you know, the first to go through the experience. And that's where all the um, information that I gathered sharing with friends and, and, and um, others that I was like, whoa, let's just put this into a book already, you know, mm-hmm. and, and help to create a path. And obviously being that it was, you know, now 10 years, well, actually, it was only like four years or five years ago that the first book was actually launched. Right. 
Um, so uh, it was cool. And I think it was the perfect time because, again, if it was, you know, 20 years ago that this book came out, I don't know that it would be as successful because, yeah, um, you know, sure. the brand was just starting and it wasn't as normal as it is today for dads to be as involved commercially, I guess, too, because now you see everything is marketed to both moms yep. and dads, yep. not just, you know, moms. Yeah. I mean, it's great when you see when you see uh, uh, Dove Soap having like a, a, oh, a, yeah. an international dad's day, like dad appreciation oh, yeah. Yeah. day and they have a whole campaign on it. On TV, I'm like, whoa, this is great. I've never seen that before, you know? I know. It's exciting. It's exciting to see more men involved in the parenting experience. It's just awesome. And and exciting to see them want to be involved. You know what I mean? And it's a big... Exactly. Well, just to get perspective, I think about my my sister. She never lets my dad live this down. But, you know, she's uh, almost a year and a half older than me. And when she was being delivered, my dad was at the payphone answering a call and she's like you missed my birth but it was oh like my God. men were not like necessarily allowed in the delivery rooms right. although back then they were but he wasn't around for most of it because he he couldn't be there like right. there was I, I don't know what the actual excuse was but it's just funny like that would never happen today i mean thankfully for cell phones but like if you were on there are no payphones so it definitely would you're like, excuse me, baby, I gotta take this call. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somebody's calling me on the payphone outside in the hallway. I need to go take that. Um, no, but it, but it, but it's so true, and it's such a great it's such a great transition for men. I feel like uh, we're men are starting to evolve as a creature. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. To, to to be more all encompassing of the female and the male role. You know, I feel like women are already like women are already there. You know, yeah. they're they're already there. They've they've been wanting to be there. They should have been there a long time ago, and they're there. I think now men are just starting to evolve, like in the last twenty years, to kind of a comp- uh, uh, to to bring all of that together, uh, and it's fantastic. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like it's like the emotional part that I described earlier of what I wanted to focus on the book. That's the part where I think men are becoming more in touch with and not to sound too like L.A. or whatever. But it's true. I think that before there was such a stigma to emotions and vulnerability, making it seem like you're not a man, you're not male, you don't show weakness. And it's not weakness. It's it's just it's actually more strength when you can be vulnerable and get through that emotion, you know, so and it's a great example for your child. Um to be able to to know what's going on with them instead of, you know, dealing with these emotions later on when they're 16, 17, going to drugs, alcohol and right. whatnot because they can't express themselves. So. Yeah, it, it's funny. It's funny. I had a, a, one of my be- one of my good friends from college uh, played in the NFL for about five, six years. So I had him on. Oh, wow. on I had him on here. Uh, Corey Wooten it was like defensive uh, defensive end for for the Bears. And right. uh, and. He he always said I I talked to him I made fun of him I was like so when you get back together with the, with the with the football guys are they making fun of you that you're talking in baby talk he's like no man like I make fun of them that they're not doing baby talk exactly you know? and, that's, right? and that's what the thing is now it's 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 a great it's a great time it's a great time to see all of that happen with with dads and everything like that you know yeah no them. it's 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 awesome it's just like the more dads can get involved it just it it just the rewards pay off twofold sure. I mean it's amazing sure. Uh, going going back to the book a little bit, like, did you ever feel the stress? Like, after you have these books, you have this successful dad brand of, of bags, you have these successful books. Did you ever feel more pressure to be, like, a really good dad because you were, oh, you know, you had these I, brands now? I think my success is based on my failures because yeah. it's kind of like, you know, I, I only learned how to be a better dad. By sucking, <laughs> you know, so and, true. It's hundred percent true, and and it's it's horrible. It's 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 sometimes it, it, it's a it's a bad feeling, obviously, when you don't feel like you're the best parent. But you can't be. You have to learn through. Again, I sound like a broken record. Learn through your failures. Yeah. But um, it, it, it's it's like if you look at social media today, Instagram, all you see people posting all the perfect you know images and life is great. And I've been guilty of it. You know, I post wonderful moments, but I think that there's a lot more that are. Uh, bad moments that I've experienced in the sense of trying to figure out, whoa, I could have been a better dad by not reacting here, by not doing this, by not doing that. So that's where my knowledge came from in writing it down and to share it with other dads. Uh, Again, I don't think there's one um, necessarily like 
one road to be as a parent. You sure, know, we, we all not. grow through the experiences we learn from our kids. Yeah. We learn from their reactions, you know, and from the times that we fuck up with them. We just hope that we don't fuck up too much. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, any, any plans to do, do now another? I know you have from the pregnancy to birth and then you have from birth to two years you just stop there you didn't go into you're coming to ter- terrible twos and you think you're done like what's going on i know i know yeah there should be way more you know it's interesting i think that um there's there's a plethora of books that i'd love to get to and in fact even at this point now living with teenagers and i'd love to focus on that because it's kind of like how much I learn now as a parent through their eyes yeah. and through them. They're teaching me to be a better dad, you know? So it's kind of like maybe it's how to be a better parent through the eyes of your kid or something, yeah. you know, or learning from parenting. Yeah. So, I mean, but. that's that's very important. That's also very important because we, even at such, like I said, my daughter's 17 months, I learned how to be a better parent from her reactions to everything that I do every day. You know what I mean? And right, she can't like right. walk, talk. I mean, she can walk, but, and she talks a little bit, but like not like a 16, 18, 21 year old, you know? Yeah. No, no, it's trippy. I mean, in fact, when my oldest turned 17, I was like freaking out because that was the age I met my wife. And I'm like, whoa, wait, you're now the age that I met your mother. That's like, crazy. you can meet your future wife. Yeah, it was crazy. And just having now, like, he's 21, I'm like, whoa, wait, I remember your mom and I were at a club celebrating my birthday. You know, it's just crazy that yeah. they feel like they're they're peers now. Yeah. You know, like they're these beings that are like intelligent and and so uh you know advanced technologically and I don't know anything. I feel like my grandparents, you know, when computers <laughs> came out, I'm always asking my sixteen year old, how do I do this? And he's yeah. like, Dad, just YouTube it. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> that was always my relationship with my dad, right? And I and I think I was probably it was probably he probably started that relationship trajectory a little bit too young on my side but that was always my relationship it was always as like we were almost always peers you know what I mean it was always like we were best friends it was never it was never really a dad son relationship unless he wanted to guilt trip me into I've done all this for you and you you know what I mean that that, I got that and I was like wait hold on I thought we were buddies here now you're throwing this dad thing in my face but when did that that's an interesting point though I'm sorry I don't mean to get you I think that's one of the things in parenting that I learned from it's like don't make your don't make your kids your friends you can't because then the 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 boundaries are so screwed up that they don't know the difference between listening and then wanting to like be your butt or do what they want you know it makes disciplining way way more difficult but anyway well it it also makes a relationship a lot more complicated and i won't go into the the whole the whole back end of my relationship with my dad because that could be an entire podcast series in itself but you know (laughs) but but when did it when did that that kind of transition happen for you when when they went from being like oh my little baby kids to like whoa you're like actually a person and not not necessarily friend to friend because obviously you just talked about you know instead you definitely try to keep it in dad realm but when they when did they become that peer level that you just kind of mentioned you know i think i have to say i don't i think my wife and i always had the mentality of treating our our kids like they were their individual selves and mm. giving them their their independence to to figure out who they are and not necessarily direct them in a way that they have to be um you know we we allow them to be who they are yeah. and follow along with them and direct them in a way that's positive but not say you know you have to be this type of person or this right. is the way you do it the right and the wrong you know yeah. we 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 allow them to fail as well sure. but um i guess i don't know how it, it, it's it's more evident as they're you know once they're teenagers and they're becoming more independent where you're like whoa are they now, you know, can I let them go independently? And am I, are they going to make the correct choices? Yeah. And uh, can I trust that they will? You you just hope for the best. Yeah. What's that What's that like that first time sending that first kid off to college just when they're first out of the house and just kind of give it? I mean, I, I'm assuming you're for, you, you sent them off to college and they just didn't, you know, they weren't living at home. But But what was that experience like to just be like, all right. You're gone now. I don't have it, control or responsibility it, over you. It, it's crazy because it actually happened earlier for us than we expected because our oldest was a baseball player and oh, wow. he wanted to play professionally. And he actually ended up getting recruited his second semester senior year in high school to IMG Academy in Florida. Okay. So literally in like less than a month, 
we were on a plane visiting the school and then he registered, signed up and he was gone. Wow. And we were like, whoa, we didn't have time to prepare for this. So he was gone to boarding school all the clear across the country. Yeah. And, you know, the kids have gone to camp in the summertime or, in, you know, in the past, but like going away to this was going away to school. He was yeah. out of our house and it tripped us out. And so we didn't have a chance to prepare. Um, but it was crazy because then we were down to two kids and then my daughter decided she wanted to go to boarding school and she left really? her junior year. So we had two kids out of the house. Wow. Early. Yeah. And then this whole pandemic hit and now everybody is back at home. Right. So it was crazy. It, it just, you know, they were independent individuals who knew what they wanted, which I was thankful for. So I guess we did a good job, but yeah. maybe too good of a job because they were trying to leave earlier than we wanted them <laughs> to, you know? Well, but, uh, you know, I, I guess that I, that, that is a, a testament to the independent, you know, push that you put on them. You know what I mean? Which sounds yeah, weird yeah. that you're pushing independence on them, but you want them to be independent. It's kind of a, a weird conundrum right there. But but no, yeah. but, but that's definitely a testament to that, that they felt comfortable enough with the people that they were, that you helped them to become as, as parents, that they could just be on their own. They were ready earlier than most, you know? Yeah, and I think that's one thing that I wanted to stress for my kids and my parenting because, you know, growing up in a household of six kids was amazing and I felt like my siblings were my best friends and also they were, you know, my nightmares because they used to torture the hell out of me being the fifth of six. But um, none none of my siblings went away to school. My family was very tight and I don't think my parents wanted any of us to sort of flee the, the, the ship, you know. But I, because I had that sort of, restriction as a kid, even though I went away to college, I was the only one. Um, I wanted my kids not to feel pressure to have to do what I wanted them to do. Yeah. So I think that's why I was, I'm excited that they chose to want to leave earlier, even though it was painful and unexpected. But um, it helped them to prepare to live independently. And yeah. it's amazing. They, you know, all three of my kids, I feel, can can survive independently. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and it seems like it's evident of that, you know what I mean? That they did, they went off to boarding school early and then off to college and did the whole thing, you know what I mean? Obviously, they're yeah. back now, but, you know, it seems like that they were always destined to kind of be that, those independent creatures, you know? Right, right, yeah. I'm, I'm always impressed with my daughter because she started early on, um, I think it was like her freshman year in high school, she wanted to do in the summer these uh, trips uh, to Europe and whatnot through like, I forget, like kid trip. Yeah. I, I forget how they even what the names of them are. And I remember the one time she went to Fiji and wow. she has a huge fear of spiders, like huge fear. Oh, and she, she calls me at two in the morning, my time screaming and texted me a photo of literally like a tarantula on the bathroom wall. Oh, yeah, and she's like, Get the, how, what do I do? I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. I'm sleeping in you in Fiji. <laughs> you know? I'm like, deal with it. There's nothing I can do. And it was like crazy to, to think, but what what do you do? Yeah. You're you're held helpless, you yeah. know? And so they got to live and learn. But um, it was crazy. It's, 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 it's cool, though, that they could be that independent, I guess. That, that completely off topic and strictly about the bug part of that of that, <laughs> that story as opposed to the parenting side. It just reminds <laughs> me of every time, like, we're, uh, every time, anytime my wife sees, like, a bug on the wall, she'll, like, call me. I'll be out, I'll be oh, out, yeah. like, hanging out with friends. It'll be 10 o'clock. Like, Babe, there's a bug on the wall. There's a bug on the wall. What? <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, I'm not near the house right now. Like, what do you want me to do? Like, yeah. Here's a tip for you. Apparently, peppermint oil and rosemary oil are repellents for bugs and spiders. Interesting. Yeah, so aromatherapy see, oils. There you this go. This is my name. This is my dad hack 101 right here. Jeez yeah. Louise. <laughs> this is great. What are you, what other tips you got for me over here? Um, do do you ever do you ever find with the with the book that like uh that you find yourself wishing that there were things that you left out that you should have added? Or anything like that. I find that with mine, like with when when I do these weekly things, I'm like, oh shit, I should have talked about this, this, and this. You know what I mean? And I completely forgot. Anything like yeah, that? Yeah, there's with the book? there's always, you know, I guess there's always room for improvement. I think that you know it's interesting because I now after you know having written the book, uh, you know, well the idea you know ten years ago, there's there's definitely way more, and even maybe the style would be different, mm. um, perhaps. But uh, you know, thankfully because today with 
technology and social media, you can continue to add on, you know, sure. and, and blog and whatnot. So thankfully, yeah. but, um, have you done God. that? Have you been yeah, adding you know, to I, a book over time? I, I, yeah, I've been blogging. Uh, I have a website, just chrispagula.com, and I'll do some blogs. And actually, interestingly enough, you think I would have done this way long ago, but yeah. I haven't. But I just started a uh, podcast based on my book as well. Amazing. That. Yeah, and it's just basically kind of like going through uh, expanding the book, just talking literally about what you're going through, you know, with your partner. And it's with a guy um, who I'm friends with who actually – interviewed me on his podcast, which was based on business mm-hmm. and entrepreneurialism. And that's really where, you know, my passion was as well, besides um, parenting, um, was business. So the two gelled together really well, and we hit it off. And so just during the pandemic, we're like, yeah, let's do a podcast. Nice. So, um, yeah, so we got like, I think, 20-some episodes going so nice. far. That's awesome. What's, yeah. what's the podcast called? From Due to Dad. Oh, it is the Due to, from from due due to, to Dad show. Yeah, Great. yeah, it's just Excellent. based on the book. Excellent, that's <laughs> awesome. That's all, and, and you're just going kind of step-by-step through the book, or is it more uh, a looking back at the book and doing it from now standpoint? You know what? It's it's 15-minute episodes just saying, hey, this is, you know, first trimester. This is what you can expect. Here's some things that I went through, and, and just sort of like a, a, a refresher. Yeah. yeah, shortcut, you know, just sort of nice discussion. No, yeah, for sure. yeah, for sure. Simple. That's great. That's great. Po- I love, I love this podcast and medium. It's just so it, it's such oh, a it's great, amazing. It's a great outlet. You know what I mean? I, I, as a, like a creative person, my whole life, I was like looking for something like that. And I just needed this inspiration, which came in the form of this little tiny little baby girl. And I was like, whoa, I think, you know. That's the amazing thing. Like, that's the gift that kids can bring us. It's like I, I attribute my uh, business and, and my career through my children, you know, because sure. I found out what I can do and what is passion for me through raising a family. Sure, and 100%. that's pretty unbelievable for me anyway. No, I, I agree. I agree. Um, it, it's it's wild. I never thought that. It's funny. My, my, my friends of mine will be like, I listen to podcasts like, how, how have you not been doing this for the last 20 years? Just like having a podcast. Like, why would you not do that? Like, I listen to you talk nonstop all day. Like, you could have just been talking to yourself and I could have just listened to you through my headphones instead. Uh, and I was like, I, you know, I never had like a medium or anything that was like truly a passion of mine or inspiring to to talk about and, and build upon. And, you know, what better inspiration do you need than a child? You know what I mean? Right, right. Right, so, and everyone can relate to. That's a parent, so 100%. it's like you're you're right there. You've got your audience, you know. 100%. And, and you got your audience that keeps growing because there's only going to be right. more parents in the world. You know what I mean? Exactly, <laughs> um, exactly. And now during COVID, let's you know see how how many babies are going to be born. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> you know, that's, from, that's the biggest thing now that I look back on. I should I should have done a, a spinoff podcast, parenting through a pandemic. You know what I mean? I should have done yeah. that podcast. It would have been great. Um, but uh, but yeah, man, the, the success of the book is, is fantastic, and the book, the way that we, the books, I should say, that are written are fantastic. Um, oh, thanks. No, still no, still like I said, no, no, uh, no plans for another one, another another follow up. You know, I I, I I am writing one specifically that's kind of through. I, I'm hedging. Uh, next year, I'm going to be fifty, so wow. going through the transition of. You know, rediscovering who you are, kind of like what dude are you has been a concept in oh, my wow. mind about a book because, you know, you, you, you raise a family, your whole life is focused on that, everything's working great. And then all of a sudden you wake up one day and everyone's gone and you're left with, whoa, now where do I stand in yep. life? You know, and you're redefining who you are and all of your relationships and what role you play because you longer, um, you're the head of the household, but you're no longer with anyone but your partner right you know so it's a it's a really interesting place to be although now everybody came back home so i have to wait until everyone's gone no, again, yeah so pause that book. <laughs> um but no you know what's funny is that it, it, it's 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 interesting that you say that because that's also something that you touch on in the book as well is this like who am i now as a right. de- you know so so like kind of the flip the flip side of that I know that's a lot of the stuff that you that you talk about in the, the from the mentality standpoint from from the first book is is 
is, okay, who am I? I know who I was before being a parent. Now, who is this person? Who am I? Who do I want to be? You know, I know you tackle that and talk about that a lot, or at least take that angle on it. So it's interesting that now you're thinking about the reverse again. Okay, wait, now I have no kids in the house anymore. Yeah, who am I again? I well, and it's crazy because when you're when you're in the thick of parenting and the craziness, it's it's all about just survival. Yeah. You know, you're kind of in survival mode. Like, yeah. how do I get through the day so that, you know, you look forward to the time where your kids go to sleep and you have that moment of like, ah, you can calm down and see your partner and, yes. and just chill out. And then before you know it, that time is gone and you're up at it again. Yes. You know, it's kind of like Groundhog Day yeah. for how many years? And then you wake up one day like, that's where I find myself now. I'm like, whoa, wait, this is trippy. Yeah. Everybody, I'm not needed as much anymore, and that's okay. Yeah. But it's like, how do you adjust to that not being needed in the yeah. same way? For sure. You know, and, and redefining yourself. So God, you might be you... writing this book after this episode, dude. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I, now, now, I have, now I have a whole other nightmare to look forward to in, in, as far as like that. I was, I was I've been stressing my daughter saying no and like turning into a 16-year-old teenager and not wanting to have oh, anything yeah. to do with me. Now my next nightmare is what am I going to do with my life when she's no longer here and needs me anymore? So thank you very much for doing <laughs> another reason that I can't sleep. you got a lot of time to prepare. That's true. That's very true. Um, We're going to wrap up here in a minute, but I always ask all my guests two questions. And actually, one of them, which I do selfishly, there's no better person that I can have on this podcast than having you on here. So this is fantastic. Um, But the first one is, what's been your best experience or what's your favorite thing about fatherhood or being a dad? Oh wow! I think um, the the my, my favorite thing is that I get to have somebody. I, I, I look at my kids as like another. I, I know we said this earlier, like don't look them as your buddy, but it's kind of like you know you can't help not thinking, whoa, you created this, and this sure. is a part of you get to inspire someone and 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 to guide somebody um, in, in what they want to do in life. And it's just, for me, that's like the greatest thing in, in, in parenting is when I can see the smile on my kid's face and they're like, they, they give you that thank you. And you feel like you've made an impression on them. Yeah, um, I don't know. For me, that's like a reward that just is huge that no amount of money can, you know, replace. For sure. I, I, I agree hundred percent. When you, when you have that, that, I got them looking for the the right word and all I can think about is like feedback from them but that's not really the word but once you can look at them and they can you kind of see that like they share this same love and an appreciation for you that you do for them there's nothing more fulfilling in the entire world it's it, it's totally. really great it's just seeing your kid just like smile at you you know mm-hmm. it's just oh my god um, no, that's fantastic. Uh, the second question I ask, and this is the one where there's nobody better than you, uh, biggest piece of advice that you can give to a dad, a new dad, a dad behind you in the process, uh, maybe something that they can't just find in one of the, in one of the two books. Uh, and now that you're a little bit more seasoned from, from releasing those, you know, in the overarching experience of fatherhood, what's the biggest piece of advice you could give to somebody behind you in the process? Uh, you know, I think the biggest piece of advice I'd say is that allow yourself, uh, I sound like a broken record again, I think, but like, <laughs> allow yourself to fail because yeah, you, you live and learn through experience. And, um, you know, if you can, uh, like breathe, think before you react. So you're not too, you know, reactive in the sense of negativity, Yeah. but, and just give yourself, be easy on yourself. Because yeah. you're you're in a totally new role and no one is going to do things exactly the same way. There's not like a step A, B, C and boom, you're a perfect dad. Right. You know, it's, it's, a, it's an individualized path. So be patient and just approach each experience with openness and love. And, and how can you go wrong? Yeah. You know, if, if you if you put love in the forefront of every choice you make you're going to be successful. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree 100%. Uh, there's the patience thing. Oh, it's like my big it's like my biggest my biggest thing is the hardest thing to do is to take that breath before just reacting. Uh like right now she's like she 
she wants to obviously she wants to put everything in her mouth, right? So like, <laughs> he, like, and so anytime she like takes a crayon, is putting it in her mouth. It's like, no, you know what I mean? And she just starts like crying because you th- she thinks you're yelling at her. Right, and it's like, oh right, my right. god, I gotta just. It's those like little tweaks that yeah. that they're they're so important and they're so helpful. It, it's 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 very 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 true. And the failing thing, it, I, I agree with you. I I tell people that all the time. Uh, that are that are prospective, not prospective dads, but dads to be. It's like, dude, stop worrying about you right. know, that you're doing everything perfect because you're not going to do everything perfect. And even if you follow everything by the books, the, the, the this this made up book, their manual that doesn't really <laughs> exist, and but people try to tell you that it does. Even if you follow it, you're going to be failing anyway because nothing is per- no, there is no thing that's perfect other than just what you're going to do. And taking right. shots, throwing spaghetti at a wall and see what sticks, you know? Dude, this has been awesome. I really appreciate you coming on and talking oh, for the last 45 pleasure, 50 man. minutes. This is great. Yeah, this is fantastic. Um, where can to tell tell people how they can get how they can get the book, how they can get the diaper bags for those dads yeah, that, yeah. that need those so, diaper bags? Uh, the books are available on Amazon and, and pretty much every bookstore. And um, in terms of bags, we're actually I'm, I'm relaunching things. So uh, if there's any bags available, if you find on Amazon, but um, we're we're rebranding, if you will, uh, the concept in terms of I'm actually coming up with an idea of with this pandemic. Uh, we've been doing a lot of social distancing with friends and whatnot. So it's kind of like combining the pack from the diaper bag to the social distance pack to, Ooh. you know more than one use so gotcha. that's kind of like the next generation gotcha see parenting a pandemic i'm telling you man yeah. this, is, this is the next wave this is the next wave but yeah man, no this has been great i really appreciate you taking the time um and doing this i'm glad we we're finally a couple of months in the in the making to get to, to, yeah. to finally get together so better late than never right? absolutely absolutely so i really appreciate it um and good luck on the pod, the new podcast and uh and good luck with the with the new product that's coming out. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, and keep in touch. Absolutely, uh, we definitely will. Things are gone. Awesome, cool man. Deal. I'll talk to you very soon. Thanks again. All right, you got it, man. And that is all for this week's episode of Dad Hard with the podcast. As always, to connect on a fatherhood, brotherhood, shoot us an email at dadhardpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at dadhardpod. And check out the website, wedadhard.com. You can jump on, and this episode will be right at the top. But for now, that's all for us. Same dad hard time, same dad hard place. We're out. Peace. Remember back in the days before you got blazed and lost in the haze. Gotta remember the good times. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Right, right. Remember back in the days before you had brains or cared about your ways. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Right, right. Ain't that the truth, man? I wish you could go back being a little kid again, man. Remember them good times. Everything was free spirit and all that. I'm talking the playground. He was playing on the monkey balls or whatever. Sprinklers. Hydrants going off in the street in the summertime. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.